Welcome to the single track session number 74 here with the Trail Manners podcast. Sitting in Studio 78, mm-hmm. 22nd Street Trailhead. Yes. End of January, 1st of February. Yeah. We're in the bus. We are in the bus. <laughs> it's uh it's a little chillier this morning than it has been the last couple days. Yes. But it's still bearable. Doors open. I'm in shorts. No. I mean, it's still bearable. It's crazy. Yesterday's run, we got out at 5 a.m., yeah. and we were just sweating like hogs. Yeah, once we got past the wind, <laughs> yeah, it was warm. It's been a little warm, and the last forecast I checked, last next 10 days, there's no yeah. snow in sight. It's like no. 40s, 50s. Yep. So, uh, yeah, man. middle of February, we're going to have good weather. I'm going to have a tan by, you know, know. St. Patrick's Day. That's right. <laughs> Running in yeah. tank top, maybe. I don't know. Because... Operation Svelte is going according to plan. Yeah, for you, you're doing really good. Yeah, I had three goals for the month of January. I nailed all three. Yeah, you did. And uh, I had a goal to be at a certain weight mm-hmm. for Red Mountain, which is March 3rd. Right. And I'm almost there. You're almost there. I got like four pounds. Yeah. Three pounds, something like that. You'll get that. So I'm excited. Yeah. Feeling good. Uh-huh. Uh, hungry as a ox, though. <laughs> I keep seeing photos. I'm like, man, that looks so good. Yeah. Piece of paper. Yeah. Mm, really good smell upon that, <laughs> yeah, huh? Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's the operation felt going well. Um let's hit. We got back uh, to the the podcast scene on Tuesday after yep. a few weeks off. Um kind of getting through the holidays and getting through the many projects we have going on both with Trail Manners and, and other realms. Right. Um, but we were fortunate enough to be invited back to the and she's dope too, Lady Wild Film Festival here in Ogden. Mm-hmm. Uh, second year, um, kind of the the back end to the Moksha um, movie that right. we talked about last year, and that was that was kind of a, it's, we've talked about it before. It's a little out of our wheelhouse, yes, um, just because it's not strictly trail running, right? Um, and then just the massive crowds, yeah, that's a little different. It was a lot busier this year than last year. You know, you're sitting on a microphone, and and we were the first table once you walked in, right across from the red carpet. So people yeah. just kept looking at us and taking our stickers, and oh, I know. And it was like, man, people are looking at us, man. So I just tried to block it out. Act like I was busy. Yeah. Doing like, something. Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking yeah. to nobody. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great guests. Uh, again, we had Julie back uh, as our first guest. Um, Franny bookended the other side. But we had Hannah in the middle, who we, we didn't did. have last year. She was fun. She was fun. Uh, she was a lot of fun. So if you haven't listened to that, um, it's a good show. You know, it's even though it's out of our wheelhouse, it was just, we were I don't know, it was exciting and proud to be a part of something like that. Yeah. Um, it's such a great movement and thing they're doing with bringing awareness to stuff and mm-hmm. and kind of working on, you know, getting women more involved in Nepal and make it more of a norm as opposed to a right. social, you know, taboo. taboo. Right. Um, so it was really cool just to be a part of something that big. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know, just, you know, having daughters, you know, for me, it was just kind of like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I'm like, you guys need to listen to this. So. Right. And speaking of daughters, real quick, I'm going to throw this out. My 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 oldest, uh, Samantha, she turns 21 right now, right. so February 2nd. So happy birthday Happy to you. birthday, Sam. I, I don't listen to the show, but happy birthday anyway. <laughs> Maybe someone will relay it to you at some point. Um, but yeah, a lot to talk about this week. We've got There's a lot, lot of Ask Trail Manners questions, too. Things they're, are ramping up now. They're flooding in, and they're great questions, and I know they're helping other people, not yeah. just the person asking them, so that's always nice. And right. to be honest with you, they kind of helped me a little bit kind of kind of get back in that mindset, yeah. right? Whether it's racing. Stop and, and think Yeah. about, okay, does, did that game plan actually work well yeah. last time I tried it? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is no. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but, just, you know, a few things this weekend. We're fortunate enough on Saturday <clears throat> to be a part, uh, working with Solomon again and Mike Ambrose there. We're going to be doing a uh, winter running clinic. Or learn to run. Learn to run clinic. Yeah, because yeah, we don't have winter. I'm not quite sure it's a winter clinic. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have winter. There's no. a small patch of snow next to the bus that the plows moved over. Yeah, exactly. But I think the trails down at this end are pretty dry. Yeah. If you go over by Weaver State, no. No. No bueno. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's super exciting to be a part of that. It's our first clinic of the year. Uh, it was open to 25 people. That filled pretty fast. I'm really happy that it filled that fast. Yeah. So uh, keep your eyes open for more of those to come. But yeah. we're uh, we're excited for you part of that this uh, this Saturday uh, with Solomon and their uh, Learn to Run clinic. And that's for beginners. Yeah. You know, and they'll be th- more throughout the year. And I think they do them in other parts of the country as well. Oh yeah, so, I think they'll do one in Salt Lake probably. Yeah, and uh, I know they've done stuff in Colorado. Right. Um, so check that stuff out. So that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that it, it's closed. You, you yep. can't you can't come down and enjoy it unless you signed up. Yeah, and there's t- there's only 25 spots, and it should uh, it should be fun though. I'm only looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna touch on. We've touched on this before, but I had an experience on Sunday on my run. I was out by myself. Went out for about 10, 11 miles. Is this when you got really cold? No. Well, yeah, I mean, in sections. Yeah. But I'm running out, and it was warm, and I had my my jacket, my gloves off a little bit. And this do- I turned the corner, there's a dog standing right in the middle of the trail. Oh, you haven't told me this yet. And uh, I'm was like, he on leash or off leash? Off leash, of okay. course. And so I'm sitting there, and he's just staring. Tail goes straight up, starts to curl, gets puffy. I'm looking oh. at it going, oh, this is not good. Right. And so I just stopped. Okay. Like, I just don't want anything to do with this, right? Yeah. And I didn't have anything in my hands. I didn't mm-hmm. have, like, a water bottle. So yeah. I'm, like, So that's key, right? You make sure you have your water bottle. Yeah, you can squirt them. You can even chuck it at yeah, them at yeah. that point. Squ- I think squirt's a good first thing to do. Yeah. And, and But then if they go at you, they go after the bottle. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, all right, so the owner should be here any second. So the owner You're turns hoping. a corner, and he looks at me and goes, oh, I apologize about that. I'm like, oh, it's cool, you know. And then I start walking, and the yeah. dog comes up behind me. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to walk past the guy, and the dog starts growling and made a weird noise with behind my back. And yeah. that freaked me out. That's not cool. And the guy was in front of me still, and he's looking right at me. His eyes get super big. Right. And he yells at his dog. And at that point, I panicked. Yeah. Because the surprise is owner. Yeah. I was like, son of a... So I'm getting ready for this hard-on donkey kick, man. Like, Are, are it's you on. ready for this, like... This chomp on the butt, right? Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for the calves. I got yeah. meaty calves. I'm uh-huh. like, this guy's going to tear into me. So I, right. like, get ready for a back kick, and I look over my shoulder, but he's still, like, a couple paces away. Yeah. And so I just kind of got, kept, I just took off. Yeah. And I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, you know, people out there that run with dogs, which I do, please, please, please be a little more courteous. aware and courteous. Yeah. And that's where I struggle. So maybe this is uh, an Ask Trail Manor segment here. Yeah. Or this could be a totally different discussion, you know. But it bothers me. And, I, and yeah. it, you always hear the same thing. Oh, he's good. No. He's a good dog. He's mm-hmm. nice. And that's right. great. And I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah. He is. I'm glad. He's but. probably great <laughs> 80% of the time, right? All you need is that 1%, yeah. man. And what if I was a little kid? Yeah, that's the big thing. What if I didn't stop running? Right. Or what if I was on a bike? Yeah. Because that's always the worst is like that bike. Mm-hmm. You can't really get out of the way. You right. run them over, they top tip you over. But, yeah. But it really bothered me, and mm-hmm. I kept running. And I'm like, man, I, and I didn't because I didn't want a confrontation. Yeah. But I thought, man, I almost felt like turning around, saying, listen, this is an urban trail. Yeah. It's a Sunday morning. Yep. And your dog could, is pre. It's a beautiful. It was a beautiful dog. I don't know what kind it was. Right. It kind of looked like an Akita. Which oh yeah. Those are kind of like a wolfy type little yep. thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I was really disappointed and I was really frustrated because I run with my dog. I run with my dog off leash at times, but Joel's running Barely. with me. Anytime I see him, yeah. anything near, I throw him on. Like right he away. He stays right next to my side. Yeah, your dog's pretty good about it. Not getting out front. Yeah, he doesn't get out front. He's no. really good. But I also, any, I've never gone past somebody with him off leash. No, it's true. You never Even have. Even friends. Yeah. Like we see Kelsey and her dog oh, slapping yeah. him on a leash. Right, and that's right just, away. And that's just, I don't know, because you never know. I wish know. more people would do that. But it really bothered me. So if you yeah. ha- if you run with a dog, I don't care how nice it is, mm-hmm. please be courteous to others. Because, you, and I'll say this many, million times, that person you run across may be terrified of animals. Yeah. They may have had a bad experience with animals. Uh-huh. So you, your dog can be the greatest thing on the planet. Your dog can perceive that person as a threat, even though they're not. Exactly. And well, then that dog's going to do what they're... What they do. What they do. They're right? going to protect their owner. And it's not the dog's fault. No. You can train your dog. Yeah. It's not your dog's fault. I mean, it's, it's ultimately you're the owner. So just be right. a little more aware out there. But I, I don't want to go into this big, huge scrambling eggs. But Dude, you, just, you're right. You're there. You're but it, in it. it. It's frustrating to me. Yeah. Right? Because it's. I have children. I see. Yeah. We see children and families, um, older people on the trail yep. that are out for a walk. And it just takes one thing and it just right. gets ugly. Yeah. And you see dog attacks all the time. Well, when you, when you come around the corner like that and the dog... Is nowhere near its owner. Yeah, like a hundred yards away, quarter mile away. That's irresponsible. Yeah, and, and we've then, seen that. We see it quite <laughs> a bit now, more more so than you want. And we've seen dogs run with us as the owner's gone the other direction. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like hanging out, and we're like, "Hey, go away, yeah, go back." To that's where you got to run back towards the owner. Yeah, it's like to it's, take their dog back to them. Yeah, so just that's bad ownership. Just be responsible. Carry a yeah. leash at all times. Yep. You know, and just just understand it's not. Number one, I'm pretty sure it's the law. It is. Here, because it's yep. city property. Mm-hmm. Or, or, it's you know, the law. You're supposed to have your dog on a leash. But uh-huh. it only takes a few instances for things to get ruined. Yeah, right? like you're not going to be able to take your dog up there. And I've seen people, and unfo- it's unfortunate, you know, you've seen people had to put their own dogs down for right. small instances. It just yep. really depends on how it's perceived. So just mm-hmm. don't, you know, it, if you love your dog, mm-hmm. don't put it in that risk situation. Because that's your responsibility. And... The bookend that clean up after your dog. Oh boy, yes. It that's got a, it got annoying. really bad last year. It did. It and I'm and it always. I mean, we didn't have the snow this year, but it happened last year when we had all that snow. The snow melted and there were just it was like bombs everywhere. Right, bags. But even by the end of the summer, it got really bad. It by the trailheads everywhere. It yeah. was really bad. Yeah, just clean up. Most trailheads have garbage cans. Bring yeah. your baggies. I carry a baggie and they're teeny. They don't take up any space. No, I think you can. If you're afraid it's going to weigh you down. Yeah. Attribute that to train weight. There right? you go. Those, yeah, there you those go. little baggies are heavy. Yeah. yeah. And I think just kind of wrap this up. Um, do your pyre as a good owner or it's going to go away. Yep. It totally will. Yeah. So anyway, my rant's done. But it's right. a very serious subject. It is. A um, few things in the news this past week we'll cover. Um, mm-hmm. Then we'll get into some more stuff. But uh, Ultimate Direction had their FKTs of the year, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, uh, it was kind of their thing. They had people vote on it, I believe, and they brought up some big ones. And mm-hmm. I just have a list. I don't have all the details, but I'll just kind of go over that. It's a top five male and female FKTs, and there were some big ones this year. I mean, I, I didn't realize how many there were. Right. Right. Uh, we'll start with the women. There was a tie for fourth. Um, the California Coastal Trail, self-supported in California. Natalie Larson, 44 days, 18 hours and 40 minutes. Went from August to October. And I don't, I don't have all the details. I'm that's just going down this, way. but that's a long way, right? And yeah, a long time. Uh-huh. And tied with the Grand Canyon rim to rim, that was just rim to rim, north to south. Alicia Vargo, three hours, 19 minutes. That's pretty quick, north yeah, to south. 
Um, yeah, that's way fast. Three was friend of ours, been on the show, Ashley Nordell, the Ozarks Highland Trail, two days, 10 hours, and nice. that was supported. Uh, number two was the Rim to Rim to Rim, and that was Cat Bradley, mm-hmm. um, 752. That's fast. That's real. That's back and forth. I'm not uh, going to tell you what mine is. Yeah, mine's not there, no. right? Um, it's not really that close. No, not even that close. Not even worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost time my rim to rim to rim by a calendar as opposed to a it clock. pretty <laughs> close, right? You like a couple of calendar days. <laughs> Number one did not surprise me, which I expected was Darcy. Uh, the John Muir Trail supported yeah. three days, seven hours. We brought that on the show. She just nailed that. That is a hard So that was, that was tough. Trail. On the men's side, um, again, there's some cool ones. Tied for fifth. Uh, Colorado Trail supported, which uh, broke our friend Scott Jaime's record. Brian Williams, eight days, um, no hours, 30 mm-hmm. minutes, so just barely over eight days. Right. Tied with uh, Ben Thompson in New Hampshire, the presidential traverse, which I am not familiar with. I bet you that's hard. Four hours, 29 minutes. Wait a minute. Four hours and 29 minutes? Yeah. So I don't know what that is. That's the thing. I didn't do my due diligence. Huh. But there's another tie. For fifth, it was the Colorado highest 100 peaks, uh, oh self-supported, gosh. self-powered. Oh yeah, that was Justin Simeone. I remember seeing that. Uh, 60 days. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's and it's I think it's the only known time. The I first time so, someone's done right? that, I think, is what it boils down to. That's crazy. Uh, L.A. Freeway in Colorado, Mateus Mesner, 16 hours, 59 minutes. I am not sure what that is. I, when I read it first, I'm like, you ran the L.A. Freeway? Yeah, I was like, oh wait, in Colorado? What? So, uh, yeah. Number four, the Holy Nolans. Andrew Hamilton, only known time in Colorado, 71 hours, 31 minutes. Um, Also, Nolans, 14er. I thought this one, and I understand what's ahead of it, Uh but originally I thought this one, um, Iker Carrera did the Nolans 14. Yeah. Means 47 hours, 40 minutes. Okay. And what was impressive about that is he did it just right after Hard Rock. I know. Right? So to bust that. So I... I thought I was like when I first read the list, I'm like, wow, I thought that would be up there. And then right. I hit two and one. I'm like, oh, all right, gotcha. Because number two was a John Muir Trail supported, and that was uh, Francois. That was Frank. The Hank. Two days, nineteen <laughs> hours, twenty six yeah. minutes. And then number one, again, I forgot about it, which I shouldn't have. Oh, was the, the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, um, and that was uh, Joe McCogney, McConaughey, forty five days, twelve hours, beat Carl's time by. Uh, I think it was like ten hours, eight hours, something like that. So fair, but, but he did it self-supported. Self-supported, Carl. Yeah. So that's that's why it's insane. Yeah, um, it was a self-supported. So that was kind of cool, just kind of read those and mm-hmm. and we've talked about it on the show. Those are just getting more and more popular. They right? are FKTs, mm-hmm. OKTs. I know we've right. talked to people like I don't think anybody's tried this, so I'm going to go out and set yeah. a record on it. Yep. And you could really do that. With many things. You sure. just make something up. Yeah. And say, oh, yeah, I got the, it's like a Strava segment. Yeah, right? exactly, right? It's like, I'm going to do, uh, for us, we could do uh, Lewis, and yep. then I'm going to run over and do Malins, and then I'm going to go back to Ben Loman because that'd okay. be your OKT. Right. Probably no one's done that because it doesn't make sense. That's true. Right? Because the logistics. Yeah. But technically, it's an OKT. It is. Um, so that's kind of those. And then also, um, it's, you know, I've been reading more, and I'm not going to bring them all up. There's been more DQs hmm. in ultras. Yep. So there was a guy down in Australia. 
he was just cutting course left and right. Was he? Yeah, not checking in. He didn't even hit the turnaround. Whoa. Yeah, and he's kept running like, hey, I'm still in the race, and he got DQ'd. It's like, whatever, this yeah. is my style. Yeah, it's just, right? and, it, it, and I don't know if it's always been there. Now it's just more awareness to it, but you just True. hear about it more, and it seems like it's peaking because, you know, and this guy, um, the reason I bring it up is they had the Hong Kong 100K last week. Right. And the winner got DQ'd. He did. And it's interesting, and I read four or five different articles. Did you? I've only read the one where he accepted water outside the aid area, and then he littered. Yeah, and so that's one section. Okay, so what The other one is he took it from, it was a hiker, he just took it, didn't ask. Oh. And just threw it on the ground. Gotcha. And then he thought, oh, I thought the hiker would pick it up for me. So he took it, like, he forced it out of her hand, That's what, so I've heard, I've seen a couple different stories. Now that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, he didn't ask, and his was like, I asked, but I thought they said yes. Oh. So that's what I've heard. Either way, taking the water was illegal, and then littering on the course. Gotcha. But yeah, it was just... Uh, Rules are the rules, I guess. And and you wonder, too, it's like, technically... I don't know name. how he was conditioned, like how if he was dehydrated, but it if he like didn't he do that, if he was still one or not. But, but yeah, so he was DQ'd, and it sounded yeah. like it was pretty uh, cordial. It wasn't like this big argument or fight. Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, bummer, you know, because it was a rules a rule. But to have them do that mm-hmm. was pretty precedented over there. Right. Unprecedented, sorry. Um, Tour was kind of a big deal. And then I Alex think it Nichols. Got from, in the paper. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it was all over the news over it there. It was. And Alex Nichols took third, moved up to second because yeah. of the DQ. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, just another one. And, you know, you just hate to see these things happening. Oh, right. and then I saw another one. Um, another race, a guy was using performance enhancing drugs Uh-oh, like of legit, some sort. Huh? But he said it. And I, God, I wish I had written this down. But it was, he took it. It was part of like, I want to say a cream he put on his leg for an injury or something like that it had like a steroid in it yeah but he was he was a solid runner like he's won some stuff but he had it is a different i wish i'd wrote it down so i cream on the leg excuse yeah well did you see the guy the track guy that just got off he uh he got banned for something and it ended up being excessive making out with a girlfriend that had something on her lipstick and he and they they said oh yeah you're right and they let him go what yeah it was a track runner like a sprinter Maybe this is like a precedent. Maybe something like this has happened before. I don't know, but it was like excessive making out. Excessive making out. Yeah, it's like, honey, I got a race. Give me some of that good on your lipstick. Right, just macking on her, Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's just you're seeing more of it. Well, I think that one thing we need to be careful of is there's a new category that's going to be coming out. Uh Uh-oh. The performance enhancing potty. (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. gotta be careful of that every aid station yeah. there's no fkt on that either no there's <laughs> not it's an lkt longest known time yes in the in the, in the uh-huh. potty <laughs> you gotta um, be careful of those porter potties but yeah it's just more and more of these are coming up and man i really hope it doesn't trend that way i i think it's going to be that way. it's always going to be there somebody's always going to look for finding an edge for, well a way to cheat right well you, and maybe with these other ones that have been coming out lately maybe it's making people that are thinking about it or yeah. doing it, maybe like, oh, well, I better back it down because they're going to be looking out for it. Exactly. I think um, those people that are blood doping are still always going to try to ride that line. Yeah. Well, in our sure. sport, testing, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, are they going to do it at a mm-hmm. X race? Yeah, they need to. Some know? of the bigger races yeah. where there's big sponsors and big money involved. Yeah. They really should. And I just, I just hate to see it all the way around. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it bothers me, but it doesn't affect me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What am I going to move up a spot if a guy gets DQ'd? So oh, now man. I'm in the top top forty hundred. Yes. You know what I mean. So <laughs> it's just it's just sad to see because yeah. we do know people that train hard. Yeah. That don't 
cheat, don't right. do illegal stuff, and that's mm-hmm. where it really hurts. And then ultimately, as we've seen in the news and through social media, it just mm-hmm. hurts the sport. I know that there was a discussion about Zion 100 and how they can make that more legit, like tighten it up, because yeah. there's a lot of places you can cheat on that course. Is there? Yes, especially at the end when you're doing the loops in the desert. Yeah, you could take off, and maybe your significant other can maybe give you a ride or make out with you for some performance enhancing exactly. drugs or something. So the, they, I think they're going to have some GPS and some timing mats. Okay, to, to help offset some of the cheating that's happened there in the past. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just I, I just would hate to see it. And man, if you're listening to this show, don't even think about it. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to our show and you're a cheater, yuck. Yeah, we don't like you. <laughs> Pooey on you. That's right. <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of those. I uh, hate, hate to bring that up, but it's it's unfortunately part of it. Um, but we do have a big race coming up this weekend. We've got mm-hmm. the Sean O'Brien, which is a golden ticket race. Golden ticket. So we got two and two going yeah. again um, for that one. And there's some big names again. Some more Coconino Cowboys. Yeah, or Cappuccino. I haven't gotten to that fully, but that looks like it's fun. Yeah. Like they're just having so much Someone fun. Someone started a Cappuccino Cowboys, yeah. and um, yeah, it's pretty funny. You know, I, I almost think I would know who started that. Yeah. Just from experience and talking uh-huh. with people. Right. And it makes me wonder. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask the individual. They right. won't come clean, but maybe. I'm sure, well, I'm surprised there hasn't been like a bourbon cowboy. A bourbon cowboy? Yeah. Whiskey cowboy. Whiskey. I was going to say whiskey because yeah. that's what I remember. John whiskey Wayne. cowboy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, so four more tickets, Western States, Sean O'Brien, 100K. Women's side, man, there's some names on here. You got Courtney DeWalter, and you almost have to think she's getting one. Wait, didn't she just but race she just last raced, week? Yeah, <laughs> like two weeks ago or yeah. something, the uh, r- Rumble. Cold water. Cold water r- r- Rumble. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But maybe she recovered. She just, yeah, it was a Cold Water Rumble 52 miler is what she did. Right. Um, Amelia Boone's running it. She took second last year. Yeah. Um, our friend we've had on the show, Bree Lambert, she's running it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Mae Flynn. Um, oh, yeah. She's, she's kind of, she won a speed go last year, man. Yeah. That's that's some serious business there. Uh, but there's a lot of good female runners there for two spots. So, um, you know, hope that goes well. Uh, I want to see Courtney get it. I want to see her get in the Western States. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I want to see her get out there with those big basketball shorts on and just tear up Western Stand States. Stand right next to uh, Camille Heron on the start line. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because their outfits are so different, oh, right? so different. <laughs> but both are just having so much fun. Yeah, they are. Um, so that's it. And on the men's side, man, that the men's side's super deep um, with yeah. people. Um, you just hope people have a good day. Yeah. Um, you know, Mako, he's in. No. Yeah. No. He's in. Um, Dominic Grossman. He's in. Uh, Dominic Layfield, who we've had on the show. Oh, good. I like him. He's a good uh, guy. He's in there. Um, yeah. There's he a lives lot. out there now, though. Yeah, he does. Um, there's a lot of lot of names on I here. I think there's some of the, some of the Coconino Cowboys are going to be there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Frericks, Sensman. They're not on the on the radar. No? Mm-mm. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of runners. A lot of dudes. Corey Conga, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out the list here. There's a, people that have won a lot of races. We'll just have to see how that pans out for everybody. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's always fun to see those golden ticket races, who gets the invite to the big time. That's right. Um, so what else we got going on? Um, oh, uh, Jeremy Haddock accepted the putts entry last week. Oh, good. So he's doing the 50-miler. Yep. Um, so I apologize to uh, Donette and Simon. Yeah. They were two and three. Sorry. Next uh, year. N- yeah, maybe next year. Right. Um, or you can always just 
Sign up. Sign up, mm-hmm. right? And Simon, the offer still stands. I'd still pick you up at the airport and drive oh. you back. Even Simon if should come over and do a Carol Loco. That'd be fun. He'd love hanging out at start, finish. I think he would. Camping the night before. Simon, make that happen. Um, we also opened up our Trail, Ma- Trail Manners Ultra Runner of the Year contest. Not one entry that I saw. So that started off That's a little slow. Right. Well, you know. So it's uh, it's now until February 25th. We have a lot going on right now. So we I do. can see people kind of like, oh, that's right. I forgot those guys are doing that. Yeah, we do have a lot. That's open now until February 25th. It's top five for 28 tune. Who you think will be U.S. only. Right. Uh, top five, top five men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to post that on Single Track Session 73's website. Okay. Um, so we can find it. But that's still open. Uh, we got our snowcross event coming up, the Solomon Snowcross Relay here on February 24th. Joel's been on the course twice now. Three times. Three times now. Three times. Got it dialed in. Yeah. And so uh, what, what's the early thought for people that are on the fence? All right. So I think that if you're worried that you've never been on cross country or skate skis, we've got that taken care of. I feel that you can get on like classic cross country skis. And do the 5K route, no problem. Okay. Because I've never been on classic gear before. And I went out last Sunday and did the race course, no problem. Had a ball. Nice. It was fun. There's some some nice hills to keep you honest. Um, And then, of course, when you transition to the run, the run's fun. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably going to see a moose. (laughs) She's there with her baby. And uh, it's going to keep things spicy. We'll try and get a bell on her neck. Yeah, exactly. So you, so you know where coming. she's at. <laughs> so for those, those of you that are more advanced, uh, whether it be classic or skate, we're going to have a 5.6-mile course. Nice. And it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hilly. It's not like a flat getting to a groove. It's going to be like, oh, here comes another hill. going to work for it. Wear yeah, a headband because you're going to sweat. It. Yeah, they're going to sweat, especially with this weather we've had. Yeah, no kidding. So it's going to be a good, good time. It's yeah. a great place. North Fork is really pretty. Um, yeah. Fun spot. Chili, co- cocoa at the finish from Solomon. Yeah. Um, and then once that's over, man, it's all full steam ahead of the Ogden Trail Running Festival. Oh, my gosh, yes. So we much going on with that. Just got a glimpse of who might be coming to speak with us. Yeah, for Friday night. Because we haven't announced Friday because we just want to dial it in completely. But yeah. there's a list of names we were just thrown. That we were given. And uh, and it was like oh balls. Yeah, it's like yeah, we'll we'll take half holy, half of one of those. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be a lot of fun. Yes, it will be fun. I think that um, w- once we nail down one of these Solomon athletes, you're gonna pee pee your pants. Yeah, and there's only hundred for that one. That's right. So you got to get on it. But uh, make the whole weekend. You know, we're really looking forward to this festival. We want to make this like a big thing, yearly yeah. thing. Big event here in Ogden area. All people are welcome, man, you know, from the, all over. The mountain bikers, they've got their thing, right? They've got their sweaty Getty. Yep. They've got whatever else they do. And Moabs. Yep. They've yeah. got their Moabs. <laughs> Why can't we have our thing? Yeah. Right? So we're, Ogden's we're, a cool town. we got is. great trails. Great food, great beer, great yeah. just paddle boarding, kayaking, we got a fishing. great vibe here. We do have a great vibe. Let's There's something for that. everybody. So. Um, let's get people out to that Ogden Trail Running Festival. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll hit on that as we get closer. But you don't want to wait too long on some of this stuff you're going to miss no. out because there are people that missed out last year from And here's waiting. the deal. If you're a fast runner, we've got money for you. Yeah. There's some there's some coin on there's the table. There's some coin and there's some Big prizes. prizes. Yeah. Big prizes. So I, I think, like you said, after we get done with the snow cross, we're, we're going to go. Shifting gears, man. Dive into that. But don't wait, folks. I'm going to I'm gonna do the Strava week yes. while you get ready for. Oh, it was Woody a, Footy. I, so the Strava Week distance, Andy Noise, of 
89.6. Runtime. This doesn't... Oh, I didn't update it? Oh, no. Because I know there was a different... How did that happen? I remember typing it in. Okay, so I apologize. I missed it. It was so, it was probably Andy. No, there was... Just a, give it to Andy. It wasn't. There no. was, that's why I remember. There was some dude like 117 miles. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. And someone different for the climb. How did that... It's not on here. That's a that's bummer. Okay. Anyway, I apologize. Next week. So, Joel, we got the uh, sign garage, which I'm going to head to this week. They got some yep. new stuff. I'm just going to buy this T-shirt they printed. Uh-oh. Ogden shirt it is rad. Is it? So cool. Because they're doing their website where people can shop online now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so historic 25th Street sign garage. Where we found out we're halfway through the Woody Footy Awards. So we we've just given out that half out. the hats. Yes. We started this on July 20th. Jeff mm-hmm. Hart was our first winner. Yep. And this week's winner was Joel's pick. Yes. And, Joel, who was... This week's winner. Giff Walters. Giff Walters. Yes. Come on down. Chalice, Idaho. Chalice, huh? Mm-hmm. That's pretty up there. Let's I did some salmon fishing up there. It's pretty up there. Steelhead. Uh, so, yeah, send me an email, manners at trailmanners.com. Mm-hmm. We will get your limited edition custom. Yes. Only, I don't know, how many weeks are in a year made? Hats. 52. <laughs> yep, in that area. Yeah. Uh, limited edition trucker hat. Send me your email or your mm-hmm. uh, mailing address. We'll so we get got that 26 right out more weeks. 26 more opportunities to and you know what? take a pretty picture. There was a lot this week. There was. Like, a lot of new names. Christopher Pack was second place. Chad Smith crushed it. He was first place until he won. He won in the that past. Was a good, you know what? That picture he took, I would yeah. hang that on my wall. That was good looking. I'd put it on a frame. Mm-hmm. That was rad. Uh, so yeah, that's with those. Okay, we got a we got a lot of ask trail manners. So we'll try and get to all these. Um, there's Should some good ones. Should we save one for next week? Do we uh, need to? I don't know if we can. Okay. Um, what time oh, is it? You know what? Well, we got time. You know what? And the first one, and I apologize. I should have uh, brought this up. It's uh, mm-hmm. hey dirt dudes, dogs on trail oh. off leash. Yeah. What do you guys think about it? I've been tripped up by dogs while running, and it's pretty dang annoying. Plus, mm-hmm. not knowing if that thing looks at me like a chew toy. Yeah. Or not is sometimes unsettling. Thanks, guys. Keep up the top-notch work. Sincerely, Dingoes ate my baby. So I think we answered that question. Yeah. Almost, right? Pretty much. Pretty close. It Uh, is annoying, though. I hear you. I think that, you know, as a trail user, you don't want to invite that conflict with somebody else. Yeah, because you never know anymore. You really don't. You don't know if they're packing. You don't know if they'll just turn their dog on you. Exactly. But I think think we need to be a little bit more firm with our, hey, can you, do you mind putting your dog on a leash? And maybe that's all we need to say. Yeah. And then if they give you some, some lip, be like, all right. Flick their ear. You know? Flick it. You go over and scroll tap them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's usually a dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's we should have pinned that together. But thanks for the question. Yeah. But, yeah, it actually happened to me this weekend. So uh-huh. uh, Next one. Hello. First of all, I love the show. I have a question for Ask Trail Manners. I'm running my first ultra in May, 50 miles with 11,000 feet of gain. Ooh. I want to use poles. Do you ever use poles? And do you have any tips about running with poles, ah. Christopher Fell? Now, I'm going to let Joel answer this. Fell. I've used poles very, very sparingly. <laughs> You're and on the, the struggle o- bus with those. And stuff. the only thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to turn this completely <laughs> over to Joel, if you use poles, train with poles before a race. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So I'm, other than that, I'm going to let Joel take this one. So I think that if, if you're a skier... Um, backcountry skier, uh, Nordic skier, or if you're a split boarder, you're going to have a proficiency with poles already. You're going to have a comfort level, and you're going to be far ahead of the game. Because what's going to happen is when you're, when you're going uphill, 
um, you're going to kind of still use them like you do when you're when you're skinning uphill. So it's going to be out front, and then you're going to pull through um, because of the way the, the leash is on your wrist, right? So that way you can power through that um, and get more momentum. When you're going downhill, some people don't use them downhill. I do. You do? Uh-huh. I'll have them out front, but they're like little flicks. So I'm not doing like a full plant. It's this this little like bumblebee quick like plant, 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 plant. Man, I would impale myself. I'd, um, I'd stick it and hit it. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, I mean, if there's a lot of scrub, a lot of bushes, then I don't use them unless I'm going uphill. It just depends on the trail, I guess. See, and I don't use poles, and it's because I'm not. And I pr- I have some yeah and I'm not against using them right but I just look at not maybe this year I'd look at maybe some of the hundreds I'm doing and maybe put them mm. somewhere in later in the race I'd have to look at the terrain and everything yeah. else but I just I just don't use them for me it's like extra stuff to think about and I try is. and do a little more simple right um, and if you know Joel mentioned if you skied split board or if you've gone uh, frog gigging yeah maybe you can use them pretty exactly, good exactly I don't right? know. Um, but I know a lot of people love them and Definitely don't use them. Train with them. Yeah, try beforehand. it out. You know, so if you're wondering if you, you know, Joel, some tips. But if you ever, you, you know, want to use them, train with them for a bit. See if for you sure. like them. See mm-hmm. if you're going to look for them. And always make sure you've got somewhere to store them because sometimes you yeah. don't want to carry them all the time. A lot of the newer packs now have a place to store them. Make Bungies. sure that that's something that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Is it in the front? Is it in the back? Um, do you have to take your pack off to put it on? Uh, are you comfortable with that transition? Do they fold? Are they mm-hmm. just, you know, non-foldable? That's yeah, a big thing. Yeah, make sure that they're foldable. And uh, the other thing <clears throat> as well is if you carry handheld water bottles, that's you can't do that with poles. No, you can't. It's, it's difficult. But I guess I'm you sure could store it somewhere. But work through those logistics before you, before you get it. But definitely train with them. Train with them um, multiple times. Um, and then when you're using them on a longer course, there's muscles they're yeah. being used that aren't normally being used. Yep. And holy cow, triceps are screaming at the end of that race. Yeah. They're tired. Wear gloves too, right? Would that be easier to, to get I blistered didn't, up? I, I, got, didn't, I didn't use gloves yeah. when I ran 100 with them. No problems. Okay. Um, I For, okay, so like Zion 100, I definitely wouldn't use them. For the bear, uh, I used them, but I don't know if I'd use them again yeah. for the bear. Um, trying to think where else. I might use them for Scout Mountain. Because when we come back and climb Scout Mountain again, and we get that really steep downhill, yeah, that might come in handy. And then when you're coming out of that aid station where it's really steep, yeah, maybe I don't know. Just depends on my fitness level and and how strong you are. But yeah, train with them as a key. Train with them, so you for know sure. if you like them. All right, next one up is uh, Dear TM, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> I like that. That I is some NPR reference right there. I have a hypothetical question. Let's say you are going to a huge race. Okay. It's their first year, and they have everything from a one-mile kids' race all the way up to a 100-mile oh with gosh. stupid vert. Who are these jokesters? Now let's say all the <laughs> RDs are putting on this hypothetical race are sober. In <laughs> fact, most have never even purchased and or drank alcohol, ever. But they probably drink chocolate milk and potato flakes in it. <laughs> How would you feel about a party at the finish line with no booze? But, hypothetically speaking, this race happens to be in Idaho, and they are frying up all-you-can-eat, fresh-cut, hand-picked Idaho potatoes that are even better than Five Guys fries. Along with fry sauce so good, you probably could get hammered on it. Right. This is all made up, 
but let's say you're advising a group of RDs on this matter. Okay, so I, I know who these jokesters are. Yeah. Here's what's important, I think, that you know the, the ultra-running community, there, there's a strong connection to IPA beers and PBRs, which is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you need to kind of avert your eyes and, and let that frosty goodness happen at the finish line as long as people are being cool about it well and i think too is can they bring their own beer i think that needs to be said is it are you having this at a place where there's no because you have it in certain areas or some places don't allow alcoholic beverages at a park at a finish line well yeah sure well so, even you know even there i mean we've done it before where i mean we've had it at a park yeah and there was some ipas there I, I personally, I think it's, I don't think you have to supply it. No, no, definitely don't supply it. As an RD, do not supply it because then you are liable. Yeah. So don't do that. I mean, that's on the runners. As long as they're being cool about it, they're not being obnoxious. But I would put that as a rule one way or another. You can or can't. So people know. So there's this not a problem, right? Right. So if it's allowed, mm -hmm. you know, or you know, if it's not allowed, you should probably just say it. Yeah. If, if it's on private property and then that, landowner says no alcohol period then as an rd you need to post that and as a runner you need to respect it yeah mm -hmm. and second of all i think you nailed something when you're doing something like fresh cut hand-picked fries yeah you know potatoes with fries that could be your kind of one of your niches to your race oh for sure that you're Absolutely. known for we talked about this last yeah. week with uh, i mean they've already proposed experience. it yeah I, I might come up just for that yeah so oh and there's a part two to this okay Oh, and hypothetically, mm -hmm. Eric was going to do the marathon at this race, mm -hmm. but what could help him decide to put the man in Manning and step up to the 50? He's not allowed to. All of this is hypothetical. Sincerely, sober in Idaho. He is not allowed <laughs> to do the 50. Yeah. I am I, sorry, but no. I can't. There's no. just too many races at time frame, yeah. and I am fully loaded right now with other ones, right? So I, I don't think I could pump out a 50. All right. I just got my rabbit order. Uh-oh, Jill ordered. Well, they had $10 tanks, man. I know. God, and I ordered one like a week ago for 20 bucks. that I was getting a steal. And I'm like, oh, now they're 10 Thanks, fellas. I just got the notification. Yeah? It's going to be here. Nice. So that was that one. So, yeah, I think uh, back to it, just touching on it. If you allow it, that's great. You don't have to supply it. No, but don't, far don't as the, supply it. Far as the, if you're going to do fries, though, you better do a lot of fries. That is a lot of fries. Because there's going to be people eating them nonstop. Yeah, a lot of family members, too, is going to be smelling that and making yeah. their way over there. And so here's the next one. G'day to you fine wizards of single track magic. <laughs> G'day. I like that. <laughs> I have a, I should say it like this. G'day to you fine wizards of single track magic. I have a question of you and seek your wisdom. Mm -hmm. Following a race or training run of some significant distance, okay. what do you go to for your recovery nutrition? Hmm. In the immediate minutes slash hours slash days after the event. Oh. There's lots of pre and during race information out there, but it right. seems post race when the body needs it most. Yes. Cheese curds, question mark. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Keep up the awesome work. Cheers, Simon. Hmm. Oh man. That's, that's a, a tough one. That's a tough one. And for the simple fact is so much of it is based on the individual. Like if it's yeah. me, I'm gonna give you my rundown. Long race, fifty anyway, long race. Recovery, first thing I do when I cross the finish line 
I hit me some scratch labs or yeah. some Multigen. Right. Right. Those are two that I will always have with yeah. me. And it depends on if there's a sale, depends on what I've got <laughs> yeah, left exactly, over. Exactly, right. You know, <laughs> but those two, scratch, chocolate, yeah. money. Uh-huh. Uh, Ultragen, love it. So I have that right away. Yeah. As far as hours, it always depends on how I feel. Sometimes yep. I'm famished and can eat, and yeah. sometimes I can't touch a thing. Nope. And sometimes I, you know, I, I'd prefer to have a beer. Yep. Because it just tastes good and I've earned it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hours and hours more, when I start to settle down, I like to tie into some just Whatever. nasty, greasy, oh my gosh, just yeah. kill myself. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's stuff maybe I'd never eat. Uh-huh. You know, quarter pound with cheese, something uh-huh. like that, just to yeah. replenish. And then as far as days after, I don't really go days after too far. Sometimes I'll, if it's a hundred miler, hundred miler I'll go that, four or five days. You get that hundred mile like hangover. just crushing Everything in your side. Yeah. But I think it's a lot what you eat. I mean, if you're vegan, you got your thing. If mm-hmm. you're a meat eater, you got your thing. If yeah. you're paleo, you got your thing. Right. Um, for me, everything goes out the window, and I give myself, I reward myself. And I say, <laughs> you know what, what do you after want? After a long race. Yeah, after a long race. Like, hey, you just ran a you know, 50K, 50-miler. 50 right. What do you want, Eric? I'm like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Slackwater. I'm going to kill a pizza. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to have a beautiful disaster, and I'm going to have whatever beer I want. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go home, and I'm going to feel bad and yes, i'm not gonna are. sleep no definitely not you know but <laughs> i reward myself there and you, you know your body i like it still can recover that way that's that's what i would do that's yeah. my thing everybody's different though yeah um but i think immediately after it's always good to have some sometimes I'll, i'm so hurt i have coke just because i need that sugar back mm. in to keep me non-dizzy and right. stuff so well scientifically speaking you know that 30 minutes to an hour hour and a half post um hard workout or post uh race is when you're most uh, optimal to replenish your glycogen stores. And that's why it's important to have that recovery drink there. Um, it, it doesn't have to be the recovery drink. You can do it with um, Some people chocolate eat chocolate milk. milk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you can eat. Obviously, it takes longer to break those nutrients down to get them into the system. That's why you want to have something that's easy to digest. Um, but you hit it right on the head, man. You could Like when we did smut a couple of years ago... <laughs> That was a hard course. It was way hot, and we got to the finish line. We're like, okay, we're going to eat. And we get the food in front of us, uh, and it was like, I'm going to throw up right yep. now. That was a bad day. It was. I've had, when I finished the bear, I crushed that trout right away. Yep. They put it in front of me. I was like, oh, yeah. Keep it coming. Go time. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> it's like a cartoon where you just kind of pick the tick picnic table up and it slides into your mouth when we did the carol this last year um it was a hard race long day um i didn't feel like eating right away like within 30 minutes i was like okay it's it's hamburger time yeah and then it was hamburger time again yep (laughs) yeah and as far as cheese curds go i'm always game for that i think so as long as it's not too hot out yeah you can especially if they're fried if they're if it's hot and they're fried i'll eat the fried if they're if it's i'll you know what i'm I'll rules out the window. So I'll maybe eat we need to backtrack a little bit to the question posed by the hypothetical putts board. Yeah, I like the idea of the fried potatoes, but I even like the idea more of some cheese curds with the potatoes. Yep, we're talking poutine. Drizzle some cheese and gravy. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just do poutine? Yeah, up there, guys. That's what you guys can be known Poutine for. Poutine Ultra Trail Series. Yeah. <laughs> like it. <laughs> well, no, we, no, we can do. We can start. We can have our own race, hold it the weekend before, and call it the putts. Yeah. Poutine. Poutine Ultra Trail. That's a little jab at somebody here locally. Next question. 
Ask Trail Manners. Mm-hmm. I ran Arches Ultra 50K this last weekend, and looking back, I realized that I spent way too much time in the aid station where my drop bags were available to me. Right. Other stations, I was all business. Mm-hmm. Any tips for maximizing aid station efficiency while minimizing time spent there? Okay. My bags were organized, and I had a plan. Yeah. Still too long. Ugh. So that's part one. There's another question, but Dang. what do you think there? I think it's tough when you have a drop bag to mm-hmm. take too long. You have to be, to me, you have to go in and you have to be mindful of what you're doing. Yes. And sometimes that can be hard. It depends right. on where you're at in a race. But even with a drop bag, you just got to know, and it depends on how you lay your, if you're organized, it probably makes it easier, but you get, yeah. okay, when I'm in, I got to do this and I got to get out. Right. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Um, far as taking longer, maybe it's, you have more decisions. Maybe you feel maybe. like it's there. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. That's a tough one, right? Because... <laughs> There's something that happens when that drop bag's in front of you. Yeah. Your brain gets all foggy, and it takes you a couple minutes longer than it should. And maybe you're overthinking. I don't know. Because you you come into an aid station without your drop bag, you know right away because it's like, okay, my stuff's not there. I know I need water. Right. And I'll see what they have, and I'll just grab it and go. Maybe, I don't know what his routine is for the aid station without it, right? Yeah. Like you said, so that routine should be... As soon as I get in, I need to hand off my bottles or, or I need to fill my bottles. I need to get rid of the trash that I've accumulated on the trail. I need to resupply my nutrition. I need to graze on the table maybe. And then I need to start going. Yeah. That's like two minutes right there. Well, see, and I look at it. I know if I don't have a drop bag, I before the race, I know what I'm doing, right? So yeah. if it's mile seven, my drop bag's at 30. Mm-hmm. When I hit mile seven, automatically I know, okay, all I know is I need is more water. I probably have everything else with me maybe maybe i look at the table real quick and see if there's anything that like looks good at the time exactly and then i'm gone and then i'm gone and then when i come into an aid station sometimes and i have my drop bag and mentally i'm thinking okay i've got socks in there i've got to change a shirt and sometimes i'm just not thinking and i surprise myself i pop it open and there's some oh i didn't i forgot about that there right do i need that i don't know but you still I got have this. the same game plan going into the aid station like okay i need to do i need to do water i need to throw away trash and then in my my drop bag i need to get all my nutrition stuff to resupply, and then it's out the door again. But sometimes you see, and I've done this, where you put in your drop bag more than you need because you don't know what you're going to feel like, right? Uh, yeah. And so when you pull in sometimes, maybe you're like, okay, do I feel like that? Do I feel it? So you're maybe asking yourself more questions. Well, where if I had grab two, it. Just grab two, it gels, two gels, that's all I have, yeah. no options, but I know I need them. I just grab two gels. But if I got six gels, yeah. So that brings All these up different a good flavors. Point. I think years ago, I was really guilty of overpacking my drop bags. Like having, well, I'd get to the end of the race, and I'd have enough stuff to do the race again easily. Oh, yeah, easy. And so I think the last few years, I've tried my best to, I'm not going to say underpack, but being really close to that threshold of yeah. underpacking. So that way I don't have that problem anymore. Yeah, because that's what I, I'm the same way. I've overpacked way too many times. And I've gotten to the point now where I'm using less and less drop bags. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, and for a 50k, I would use one drop back. And I think a lot maybe depending on the course. Sometimes it depends on what's at the aid stations. If yeah. you know what's going to be there, exactly. you may not need anything. It depends on the weather too. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll you'll want okay, I'm going to wear gloves to start, but then it's going to get hot, so I want to drop bag so I can leave my gloves and my long sleeve. Yeah. So good question. Um, his second part to the question. Um, where is it here? Uh, oh, here it is. Second question. I have done a pretty good job of war game potential problems, mm-hmm. war gaming potential problems. 
I could face while on the course. But this yeah. weekend, I had a physical issue, irritated IT band that mm-hmm. led to knee pain that I thought I had not thought of previously. Right. Thoughts on mid-race problem solving and dealing with the mental letdown when a race goes south. Mm. For myself, I was able to work through my issues okay. with the knowledge that everything that I had control over, I took care of. Right. Um, and then the second part, and we'll answer that. And I just said to finish it off, I just want to let you guys know I got several positive comments on my trail manners beanie. Keep up the good work, gents. Chris Pack. We heard about that. Yeah. We heard about the beanie. Yep. So thanks for, uh, first of all, thank you for the best trail manners. Thanks for wearing the beanie. I know. And there's still more left. Hint, hint. Right. Uh, but yeah, so let's answer that. Like IT band flare up. So I, the first part of his question, I, I, let me address that. I think as runners, we kind of know the all the big hitters that are going to affect us. IT issues, right? Yep. Um, maybe some plantar fasciitis, Achilles pain, calf pain. Um, what else? Glute, hip stuff, and then maybe a little bit of back problem for the longer run type stuff. So we know those are always potentials to have, also runner knee as well. So maybe we should all be educated on how to quickly address those issues to reduce the impact of the flare-up while on a training run or on a race. So that way we're just adding to our tool set. So what I mean is if you have a IT band flare-up on a long training run or on a race course, how are you going to deal with that real quickly? So you're going to have that strategy in place, ready to go, so that way you're taking care of all the variables or trying to reduce all the variables that you can. So that way he's, like I said, I did a good job of uh, war planning. So this is just part of your war planning, right? Yeah. You're just expanding your tool set to take care of yourself while you're on the run. That's how I think that we should maybe look at it. Well, I think, too, it kind of goes personalized because I think we've all headed into a race where we had something we've been dealing with. Oh, God, yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, I know my lower back on a climb might tighten up. I know it goes better downhill, but what's my game plan when it starts to tighten up? I think a lot of it is just, you know, a lot of majority – and there's always everything else because mm-hmm. it's trail running. But majority, you have your own little niggles here and there. Oh, yeah. You know what your niggles are. Joel mm-hmm. had a hamstring last year. Oh, yeah. I have lower back and calf cramping problems. So I know these things coming into every time I run. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I know how to take care of those. Now when you get that wild card, something just happens, that's oh, when yeah. it might throw you off more. Like right. you can't war plan for everything. Mm-hmm. You can try. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, that is kind of a big thing is going into it. What's your ailments or what's your issues? Right. And then how would you address them on the trail? Whether maybe putting a, uh, oh, what do you call those again? A lacrosse ball and drop bag at mile 50. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, I might have some IT. I might have some um, well, just you hip flexor your or no go, Your go-to stretches. Yeah. Right. And I have or, those in my lower back. Or, you know, you get to that A station and maybe there's a volunteer that's available. You say, hey, can you come over here and help me stretch real quick? Can you put if, the if sunscreen on me? not busy. Yeah. yeah. Can you lather me up? Is there a loopologist that is available to help me? (laughs) I got some squirrels and nut butter, but my hands have gloves on them. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a good way to handle the first part of the question. Now, the second part of the question, that's hard. Yeah. That's a struggle right there. And I think a lot of it just goes down to individuality. Yeah. With what you have and knowing how to deal with it, or even mm-hmm. it's always good too if you've got like we always talk about Nate Graven's our guy, yeah, or your gal or whoever you go to, maybe they could give you because Nate did for me. He's like, hey, when you're out there, if you raise your arms this way right. and do that, I think he's talking more about the psychological. How do you deal with that psychologically while you're out there and something goes haywire that you're not expecting? 
I think to is me that just that's, resilience from training. It's resilience, and it's going to happen every time. I mean, it's, is you know that what I mean? the grit that you accumulate over years of running and and just part of ultra running? With it? it really is part of ultra running. You it know is. that you talk to even the seasoned people, and mm-hmm. it's like you always expect the unexpected. How are you so going to maybe come this goes back that? to some mantras? Having some mantras that are available to you when things go sideways that you're going to fall back on. Yeah, I think that's a good one for mm-hmm. sure. Because you know, let's face it, it's, it's stomach issues, cramping. Yeah rolling ankle, yeah. taking a wrong turn. There's uh-huh. so many things that can happen. And you just need to, the mantra thing's a good thing, but I mean, ultimately. That did, but I mean, we need the fast up. That didn't work for us at Vaccaro. We didn't have the best day at Vaccaro, and we were ready to hang it up. Well, and I think some of that, too, was just going into Vaccaro. We knew we weren't ready for Vaccaro, oh, God, like no. what we I wanted am, to do. close. And even as, as much as we talk about, hey, you know, I, I'm not ready for this race, but, uh, you know. You're, we're just still competitive with ourselves. Oh, sure. Because we've d- say we've done Vaquero. We know what we've done, and we mm-hmm. know what we want to ultimately do. Oh, sure. And if you don't do that, you're kind of like, ah, the hell with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm I think done. that's some of it, too, is that psychological how you're going into a race, too. Right. Like, is it an A race? Is it just something you want to do? Is mm-hmm. it you ready for it? And you got to address that the best you can. And I'm the worst source for that because I'm hard on myself on everything. But I think that's something that is what really separates those really bad days from finishing. Yeah. You know, it's just that, you know, we talked to Sylvia Greer taking an extra X amount of miles at a 240-mile race. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? I mean, that's just... Extra 10 miles. Extra what you want to come out of this with. Right. So. All right, we got two more. Wow. Um, hi, guys. Really? I'm a faithful podcast listener. I have mm-hmm. a question for Ask Trail Manners. I'm running the Buffalo 100 in March, oh. my first 100-mile race. Oh. What do you put in your drop bags? The non-obvious stuff. Mm. I'm thinking... A change of contacts, maybe oh, deodorant, yes. absolutely toothbrush, mm-hmm. a- and any mm-hmm. course tips. From so that's Anonymous. gonna be what mile fifty-ish. Yeah, it's basically one loop around the. You know, it's two loops of the fifty. I'm thinking so. that's where that person's gonna put their contacts. Is a mile because you got you're in a tent. It's heated. Yes, there's space to work with. There, there is. You can you're actually, right at the car. Basically, yeah, you can use the mirror at the car if you need to. Yeah, I always so my hundred miler. I always have an extra pair of contacts. Now. I do too. Yeah, always. I put them later in the race, like mile seventy-five-ish, yeah. somewhere in that area. Yeah, I always have extra. I always take a, and I I have this really small eye drop thing I put in my pack. Do you? Because if they get dry or I get yeah. irritated, something gets in them. That's a good idea. It's it's rarely happened, mm-hmm. but if I but, lose a contact, oh, I can't screwed. see jack. Yeah. Right. One eye in it. Um, so yeah, absolutely on a contacts. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's some quote unquote non. And I don't know what you, when you say non obvious. Like, there's obvious to me, mm-hmm. but may not be obvious to the other. So I'm just going to run down. I mean, you got to have some type of chafe, anti-chafe. Yeah. Right? Whatever your poison is. Yeah. Right? So I always have, and I, in you know, longer races, I carry that small stick of squirrel's nut butter. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because it fits everywhere, and I can yep. use it anytime. Uh-huh. Right? So I take one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, me said, maybe deodorant. I don't deal with deodorant. Uh, no, I... And that's but you know what? If that's refreshing, yeah, that lifts your spirits. Go for it. Well, I think that's same the, with Greg brushing your teeth. That's why I said toothbrush. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people. I mean, at Wasatch they have them a mile seventy-five, well, or they now, used to. Yeah, <laughs> or Brighton. whatever that is now. Yeah. 60-ish. So toothbrush is great because that can just refresh you a little bit. Uh-huh. I know some people have taken those uh, little strips that dissolve on your tongue. Yeah. For that refreshing feeling, uh-huh. they've got those little disposable toothbrushes yep. you can put in your pack and throw away at an aid station. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything that works for you far as what you think will make you, and now it's your first hundred, but anything yeah. that's going to make you liven up or feel comfortable, mm-hmm. 
change a shirt some, a lot of times does that. Oh, gosh, yeah. Definitely um, change. You know, if you're a female, I know some of them will change your sports bra. Yep. Um, just that layer next to skin to mm-hmm. have that fresh and dry socks. Right. You know, what you wear, whether it's tights or shorts with I stuff in them. I think for the buffalo run, maybe some poles. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because that course is so runnable. Yeah. You get later in the, the game, and you, maybe you can't run anymore, but maybe you can power hike. Yeah. And you can power hike faster with pulls. Okay. I'm going to suggest that. Okay. But make sure you train with them beforehand. Yeah. And being your first mile, your first 100 mile, I mean, a lot of it's that, that mental side, too, if you got to yeah. do that thing twice. Well, it's right? two different courses, right? you got your daytime course, and yeah. you got your nighttime course. Yeah. Even though it's the same mileage, right? You know what I'd recommend, too, is just a bad A headlamp. Okay, so that gives us back to the uh, Lumen 600, the waist belt. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. Spend that money. Yeah. It's the, one of the best investments we've made. Um, but, yeah, I mean, God, non-obvious stuff. Mm. I, I don't know. Um, it gets cold think. on the island at night. Yeah, always have your change of clothes with Be you. Be ready I think for that. fresh clothes is good. I'm trying to think of non-obvious stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Because they it, do a good job of food out there. Yeah, I mean that, and there's always, especially that 50 mile or mm-hmm. the turn or the, the second loop. There's just people there, and there's yeah. always extra stuff. Right. Um, so it's a lot what you're comfortable with, but mm-hmm. I mean that second change of clothes next to your skin, because like Joel said, you're in the daytime for the first 50, nighttime a lot for the second 50. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that uh, any non-obvious stuff. That's probably what I would go with. Um, I like I said earlier though, as far as contacts, I always carry a small little rewetter yeah you know because you it's probably not gonna i don't think it'll freeze if it's in your drop bag it doesn't i've used that before too yeah yeah so i do that i do some squirrels nut butter with me all the time Mm -hmm. i take squeaky cheeks with putting my drop bags yeah um i like to i like to stay fresh too but i don't like to spend too much time on it you know it's like how i pull in i don't change my socks hardly at all or shoes that's just me i mean a lot of people maybe do do that though if this is your first time give it a try see if that see if that works for you um so yeah i hope that helps um, this individual is going to be at Red Mountain, so make sure nice. you come say hi to us. That'd be um, fun. Because we're horrible at picking people out. Yeah. Last Ask Trail Manners for the week. All right. Hola, amigos. Uh-oh. I know you will have some advice, or excuse me, I know you will have some amazing advice on this one. I have a 24-hour ultra coming up February 17th at the Jackpot Ultra Running Festival. Okay. My question is, if you have any tricks that help you get through the night, mm. I figure I will be good up until 12 or 1 in the morning right. but need to make it through till about 8 a.m. Right. Sunrise probably won't come till 7, so I'm yep. not super worried about the last hour, but what are some things I can do to keep to keep going, stay awake through the night? I don't mm-hmm. use caffeine a lot during training, right. but do have some gels with a little bit that I plan on using. Thanks, right. Dave Stevenson. Boy, that's a tough one. That 12 to 1 o'clock time is so sleepy. See, for me, it's about 2 to 4. Is it that four kills me. Yeah. I can get through, but, man, something about 2 o'clock, yeah. 3 a.m. is like the dead zone for is me. Is it? Hmm. When that sun comes up, it's game on. It but, is. It's but crazy. It's, it's just that sleep through the night. Mm. I've experimented, and usually when I'm that late, I usually have pacers because it's a 100-miler for me right? right? because I don't really take that long in a 50, hopefully. Um, but it's a hundred miler, so I have someone I'm talking to. If you don't have that option, so music, this race sounds like maybe they'll have. I think there'll be people around you, right? Because isn't it a loop? I think, I think so. it's a loop. I think it's a twenty-four hour, so it's got to be on some level. So I think, think that you're probably going to have some people around you. Yeah, maybe find somebody that doesn't mind chatting with you. Yeah, yeah. That always Check helps. Check first because mm-hmm. some people don't like to chat. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, you know, sometimes even whatever music you like listening to, pick it up a beat or two. Definitely, that's key. You know, like you get a little sleepy, you you freaking crank "Kill 'Em All" by Metallica. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that gets you going. And for me, I do playlists, and one of my yeah. playlists is "Help." Yeah. It's called just titled "Help." <laughs> And that basically is stuff to pick me up. Like right. it's like faster paced yeah. or inspirational, uh-huh. but it's not like lullabies. It's no. not that type. It's more, you know, Eminem eight mile type stuff or, you know, stuff like that mm-hmm. to pick me up. And I've listened to it during training. So th- right. that's helped me. Like okay, I know so Dave, that's you, my thing. Here you go, man. Kill them all by Metallica. Some, um, oh my gosh. I just blanked out on that band. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. <laughs> if you can find some good sound on it. Iron Maiden's greatest hits, obviously. Those two right there. That's two hours. There you go. And That'll that might, get you through. That might give you enough to get through for a long time. You might be so disgusted or like, I can't believe I'm listening to this, or oh, your head on, just is woken up. That's, that's going to wake you right up. You're yeah. going to pick up your pace. Okay. Make sure you have big old bright light. Yeah, that helps. Okay. Make sure you have that bright light. It makes the user of the sea. Um, so it doesn't seem as dark. Yeah, that always helps. And then as far as the caffeine thing goes, I mean, Eric and I, we're caffeine uh, connoisseurs in the morning. Um, so we always have some coffee at night. That helps. And as we've talked about before, make sure that you've mm-hmm. used it before. Yes. Right? And I know you have some in your gels. That's a little bit different than having it in a like liquid form. Yeah, like a liquid form. Having a little bit of Coke at like midnight. Coca-Cola. Like six ounces of Coke. Co- not cocaine. <laughs> that, that'll wake you right up, though. Yeah, that'll work, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, might PR. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then go to the ER. Yeah, <laughs> PR the ER. Um, but yeah, I think that's for me is music helps a lot just yeah. because it can get in your head. Big light and then chatting with somebody is always good, too. Yeah, but I don't know. if. And again, I'm hoping people that are listening to this show will go back and comment on this if you have tricks and tips for any of this stuff. Yeah. Because me and Joel don't know it all. No. And we would love to get some answers as well. Yeah. Uh, so, but good luck down there, Dave. I know uh, he's gonna February do awesome. Yeah, that he's dude's been lost trained. Like Fifty pounds. He's that's. I can't wait to see him again. He looks different. Yeah, I'm so happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much it. That was a um, lot of questions. That was, but we appreciate it, and I know we've got emails from listeners that appreciate people asking questions. Mm-hmm. So don't hesitate to to reach out. That's at manners at trailmanners.com. You can send us a message on Facebook, which we've got them that way. So it's ever easiest for you. Right. But, uh, yeah, another big week, another long show. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll be back next week for you. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Don't forget to uh, taper up. We've got races coming up, everyone. All right, so so let's touch on that real quick. All right, I'm ready. That was a a good discussion we had on um, what sort of logo. For Monday, I was like, because I've been thinking about it a lot. We're out of shirts. And people keep emailing me, like, hey, do you guys have any new shirts coming out? So I have an idea coming out. So I had an idea for taper up, and then somebody said, Hey, why don't you just have the word taper up and flip it upside down? Because it's such a back ass word type of way of thinking. And I'm like, that is perfect. So I kind of have it in my head uh, what it's gonna look like. Nice. So I think we'll we'll maybe kind of get serious about this. We've got a great screen printer. We and do. We're, we're at we're running low on shirts, but we need to sell some stuff because we're run, running low on fundage. Well, we have these new hats. Boco hats. We haven't even yet shown to get into the store. And we're trying to do a better job with marking them, and uh, maybe we'll get on that this weekend because they're good looking. They are good looking, and they're comfortable. I I think they're comfortable. I do too, and they're they're not 
So we've had the question too. This is a smaller fit. It is a smaller. So fit like hats. ladies have said, "Hey, do you have anything small? This will be perfect." It will. And I've got a huge head. You got a big, and melon. it still fits me, and it's it comfortable. I'm for me. surprised it fits. You. I am too. Like the back, the Velcro thing, you can't read. It just says like it. It's there, right? It's not going any farther. <laughs> it's like one strand of but, Velcro. But I have a, I have a Mungo melon, um, seven and three quarters, seven and an eighth. Yeah, um, is my my size. No, seven and an eighth, and seven and. Seven and three eighths, seven and That's a quarter. That's so weird. You know those dimensions well, of your melon. Well, because baseball hats are sold in sizes. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So taper up. We're working on that. We will have some more stuff hitting for 2018. We're just trying to. We didn't sell all the beanies that set us back. We got some hats we just got, so we'll get those out there. Yeah. But we'll get some more shirts in the shop, and I we're like just looking to taper, up, taper idea. up. Well, people like I'd wear it, and I'm like, dude, I'd totally wear that. Well, I love people submitting their own artwork. Yeah. That, really meant a lot to me yeah that was super that. cool so we appreciate that um, so yeah have a great week have a great weekend running that's and, right uh weather's great oh man it is here. remember taper up folks. yeah and, it's uh, that time send us your questions so uh, we'll catch you next week here for the trail managed podcast eric and joel we are out